0: Hello, hello, Tyler Briden here, I hope everything's going well. If you've come across this channel, you know we'll make videos on a wide range of topics. One of the interesting things that's going on in my life right now is being part of this Techstars uh, Toronto Accelerator. So basically, yeah, if you don't know what that is, it is an accelerator program for companies that Show some traction, some sign that uh, success is uh, a, a, an outcome that is possible. And they invest some money, like 120,000 USD. And generally, throughout that program, they support you. You're in with, say, 10 to 12 other companies. You work closely with those. You grow the business. You track the success and uh, overall become part of this community of I think around 3,000 or so companies that have um, done tech stars before. So amazing uh, community amazing um, group of people who are passionate about growing businesses, uh, passionate about technology and really want to do their best to help uh, maybe uh, people who are earlier on in their journeys um, find success on, uh, on that journey, which can be super difficult, uh, uh, super rewarding, but uh, also um, full of obstacles, full of challenges, both real ones, some mental, and uh, in, in that journey, um, support is often required. And so what I wanted to talk about today was something specific, which is basically this idea of uh, Techstars Mentor Badness, and for those who haven't heard of tech stars or probably haven't heard of mentor madness basically what it is is uh, a matchmaking almost speed networking um, uh, sort of setup that takes place over a span of three weeks and in that three weeks you meet like 72 I think we meet like 72 mentors overall and so it's laid out they break it in for the for, for context it's like say there's 12 companies in our uh, cohort here in toronto and this is happening in parallel all across the world at tech stars everywhere they're going to split you up into morning split you up into afternoon sessions and then you're going to meet um 25 minutes with the mentor five minute break and then another 25 minutes and you're going to do that six times uh per day for three weeks uh so basically three hours a day during that you know during that you are uh you know, these, these people who are mentors come from a wide range of, you know, expertise and skill sets and backgrounds. And I've actually got a post here on LinkedIn. If you're interested in who some of these people are, you can see that Techstars did a nice post just to sort of summarize and wrap this up and say thank you. Uh, you can check out some of the uh, people who are uh, mentors in it. Uh, they ran out of space in the post and then they've got lots more uh, down here. And you know, overall, a very incredible, inspiring, um, ambitious lineup of people, who in generally seem to have the best uh, interest of uh, people who are part of Techstars in mind. And I think there is some you know, side uh, benefits of saying that you're a Techstars mentor, there's credibility, um, you get to uh, learn a lot and it's probably very inspiring to talk to so many different people who are on their own journey. And then from an investment perspective, it gives you um, this idea of deal flow, meaning that you're getting early looks at companies that may become successful and if you're looking to invest money, whether it's as an angel investor or through more institutional investment, um, that you're getting an early look at some of the companies that basically TechStars has pre-vetted uh, for you, so I think there's a, a combination of reasons why mentors like why uh, uh, mentors join sort of TechStars and then become part of it because it's pretty grueling. I think their mentors themselves are taking on like two um, sessions, so they're meeting at least twelve companies, and then we're. As uh, someone going through the cohort, we're meeting yeah around 72 people. That three hours a day is definitely, you know, I, 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 we got a chance to meet with everyone. I get together in person after because the Mentor Madness had taken place, place online. Everyone was very overwhelmed, very, uh, you know, uh, just inundated with information and opinions. This idea of mentor whiplash, where one mentor is saying one thing based on their personal experience. Another one is saying another. And overall, there's this sort of, weird 25 minute time frame where you can get to know each other a little bit but there's not much you can really give beyond sort of somewhat general advice or at least uh, advice coming from that experience and that experience could be bucketed into maybe it was uh, you know a while ago and things have changed maybe it wasn't a different vertical or industry or space and so all of it has a little bit different shades of um, being directly applicable uh, to what your business uh, is doing and maybe the support and the advice that you need uh, uh, on your, on your sort of journey as you're going through and everything that's going on in the world today. And I will say like overall, um, you know, I'll, I'll give some actually very, I think more concrete takeaways, uh, part right through this video, but a couple of sort of things that, uh, stuck out to me is just how tired you felt after those conversations. And it was sort of this cognitive load that you're having. This isn't uh tuning into a call where you're sitting and, um, you know, uh, maybe you have your your camera off and you're listening in the background and typing things. This is like, no, you're just staring one-on-one with two, you know, with a person whose time is very worthwhile. They've got many things, they volunteered their time, and uh, you know, if you leverage them the right way, they can um, give you great advice. They could introduce you to possible customers or investors. They could invest themselves, and so that brings a lot of sort of pressure and intensity into that call. And they used to do all of these mentor um, madness meetings in person, but that's no longer. Um, the most practical thing with everything going on so it's through zoom which i think actually makes the process uh you know um, very sort of streamlined but I also think uh, you end up uh, you know just staring at a screen all day and it has an impact on your eyes in the, in a way it also reduces the, um, the 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 stimuli in a little bit of a way where if you are sitting down and you're standing talking to someone, there are things that you're picking up on that you're not picking up on in a zoom call, uh, kind of thing. So lots of different structures. I would always ask people like, Hey, is there, have you found a structure or a way to like make this most worthwhile, generally the answer was no introduce yourself. Uh, maybe give me, you know, where you are today, why you started this business, and then what's challenging you most. And then that would be sort of the groundwork, um, of where we were then build from. And I think generally it was helpful to, um, Uh, do a little bit of pre-work on them. Uh, Techstars was nice enough to send out basically an air table with a lot of information with LinkedIn, with emails, with context on who they are, why they're um, part of Techstars mentor group. And then you can use that to then even hone on ones who I think you have even more tailored conversations with or who you might see as a more leading mentor or who you might see as an investor or prospective customer, something like that. So lots of different ways to sort of filter through these kinds of people. Um, to then maximize the value not just for you but for them as well too. And I think that's something that felt you know very onerous on you as a Tech company was how do we make this time worthwhile and make sure that your experience as a mentor is good although their experience is the opposite how can they make sure our time is good and it was very obvious from the conversations that they were trying to facilitate that to happen. So a couple notes on like wh- how do companies that um, how do companies excel? Uh, in mentor madness so it was ones who did the pre-work I would say ones who did an email before we didn't do that the first week and I felt the conversations were a little bit unfocused and unguided and then we actually had a monthly update email that we sent in uh, I actually did a more personalized version to the upcoming TechStars mentors and then the ones I had previously met and I got um, some really good feedback because I had sort of made that touch point with them they knew a bit about us and then they had sort of a A thought process, sort of filtering uh, in the background, so when we actually got to meet, a little bit more meaningful, uh, worthwhile conversations could happen. So that was a definitely one of the bigger ones. The form of feedback, just as a note that I was really happy to get, was in our executive summary that was sent to these uh, people before and they looked at them but they're glossing over a lot of different company sheets was that we actually had a call to action basically here's how you can help or here's how you can contribute and we got multiple feedback from mentors that we were one of the only companies who put that in and that's sort of that marketing sales mindset if you don't add a call to action they don't really know how they can contribute so if you're ever sending out documentation or just anything in life add a call to action if it makes sense Uh, that can really be a meaningful differentiator from you know great information but not Um, sort of mobilizing the person at the end of that information to do something meaningful. So um, the other people, also I think this is now taking place now because it was so busy, but are now following up with mentors. So I don't think you can follow up personally with every single one of them, like in a super personalized way, unless you're spending... You know your whole day doing that but i think picking your safe top five to ten that you have really great conversation with and reaching back out to them and saying hey i really enjoyed this i'd love to continue the conversation and here's based on our conversation what would be valuable explore investments or relationships or customer opportunities whatever that actually is and so uh you know i think the other thing is um in that they were recommended to send out weekly or monthly updates. After we're on a monthly cadence, I enjoy that cadence. I think weekly is not. I think weekly is too much. You inundate people. I get enough information that as it is, and uh, there's not that much trans, you know, transforming on a week-to basis that I'd like to summarize and send at the end of the week. So we'll continue with the monthly schedule. But that's one way to then mobilize these relationships that you've met, and I think is a worthwhile recommendation if you can hit that cadence and enough is transforming quickly. A couple other things are. I think we had to split the time in some instances. So that's all the CTO speak AI, Uh, you know, is head down. It's on some big sort of architecture changes within the system as well as some uh, sort of feature development and some solutioning for some customers. And, uh, you know, that's super valuable, worthwhile things. And then on my side, I'm doing some marketing activities. I'm actually doing sort of customer onboarding or relationships, and uh, those are super, super meaningful. And when you're just stuck with these three hour blocks in you know, every afternoon for three weeks, you have to sort of prioritize. And so there was multiple times where I said, that's all you take this, you know, you go do the work that you need to do. I'll take these two days. Uh, and then, you know, being the sort of CEO and the person who talks a lot, I ended up doing most of them, but there was multiple times where I said, Hey, that's, I got an important sales call I got to do. Um, uh, you take this one? And then he was happy to, so sort of trading that off. I do think there's a valuable experience in, both of you being there at all times, but you can take really diligent notes throughout. And that's what we did, Google Doc notes everywhere. And then we're highlighting and referring back to these notes. And that's why I think I'm able to tackle this with some sort of a clear memory and uh, visibility, even though it was now past three weeks and it sort of flew by and there was a lot of information. Other thing is you're you're pitching yourself over and over again. And so some of the conversations sort of blur, at least the first couple minutes of the conversation blur. But overall, we uh, iteratively adjusted in that journey. And started off with, you know, very, uh, I guess, feedback of, hey, we don't really understand who your customer is or what a customer journey is. And so after the first or even second day, basically um, did a quick sort of case study slide show. And then I used that to then present, uh, you know, how we work and what a customer journey is for the rest of those calls. And that really grounded the conversations and had a much better outcome than the first conversations that we had. So iteratively adjusting the messaging that you have or how you at least articulate that messaging. And then also if they're supporting, you uh, sort of documentation or slides or uh or product demos or whatever that it can that can enhance that is super meaningful and i think that's just a meaningful thing in anything so uh, a lot of these things that you know or will take place over time um by doing meetings really get uh sort of expedited and accelerated because you're doing it at such a focused quick interval and so that was a, one of the things that i think was meaningful uh that came out of it No, so overall you have to measure your time like this is about 36 hours to 40 hours, probably in the end, around 50 hours of your life is going into these mentors madness sessions. Great that Techstars uh, is giving you some investment, but they're also taking equity. Uh, there's also uh, uh, terms within their convertible note structure if you take that, that if you don't you know, raise more money, then it's going to convert to debt. And so it's not like, They're really paying you to do this. Yes, you've got some money in the bank. Hopefully, you've extended your runway uh, meaningfully. But overall, um, this is eating up time in your life that you would be uh, spending on growing the business by talking to customers or doing product development, etc. So there's a trade-off and there's a prioritization. And I I think that's a a difficult one to make at this stage in any company. And so um, kudos to people who have gone through Mentor Madness, kept themselves um, together through it. And then continue to excel on the business side and hopefully in their personal lives um, while doing this i know there i had a um, joke to the one mentor that i'm going through like the five stages of grief doing this every day uh where some days you wake up and i'm super excited the other days i'm like i never want to see another mentor again and you sort of toggle between that in the end as a whole uh, you know super valuable process time that i'm never going to get back but uh, definitely interesting exciting and fun and something that I will remember and that not that many people get to go through on a speed round basis with people that are, um, that, you know, that high of quality. So, um, other pieces that, uh, I wanted to uh sort of highlight were just actual real takeaways because i'm already coming up on 13 minutes in the video and i think this is uh meaningful i do have a couple sort of links and everything here uh you know first of all my own link and then if you're interested in this a couple sort of highlights of tech stars that had uh, done this in the past and so you can see uh sort of this one here i'll mute it but they were meeting in pods looks like you would like you know shuffle through very quickly and uh, that's how you would have the meetings in the past. And obviously a little bit different time, but this would be super engaging, super fun. I like the idea that they're like writing things on paper and stuff. I think there is a lot of value in that experience of doing it in person, which um, we didn't necessarily get, but overall still, um, you know, valuable, valuable time and uh, you know, quite, quite, quite a journey. So a couple of takeaways, and these are a little bit relevant to obviously myself as a, Person, But I think these are relevant to anyone building businesses or a founder who's going through tech stars or meeting mentors. Um, Hopefully um, these make sense and are are meaningful for you. So the first one was, and this is very relevant to Speak AI, is this idea of product versus um, sales led growth. And we have a company that's Speak AI. I can just share this too as I walk through it this is sort of the value proposition of the company. 7,000 people have signed up and uh, really sort of this idea of like product led growth and that you can come sign up. We originally had a freemium model. We converted that to a free trial. And the goal is that you sign up, you have a great product experience. And then that, you know, that product experience is so good that you convert into becoming a paid customer. And that all sounds reasonable. That sounds actually ideal, but uh, it hasn't been as easy as that. And one of the things came out is that when you go, from a product, you know, you switch from the idea of a product-led growth to more of a sales-led growth, and some of them enable them, you know, together. The deal sizes get bigger. I think, especially one of the things that I found is that because of sort of the complex capture analysis and sort of data work that we're doing with Speak, uh, it can take a lot for to successfully unlock value proposition value or full understanding of the product directly when you sign up into the application and so uh, the need for a little bit of obviously there's two ways that we can go we can go through better onboarding experience better user experience better product better documentation better guides but in the end the other one is hey uh jump on a call with me before you start using the platform or or you know start using the platform and then let's jump on a call right when you're starting to use it so we can make and then uh, you can qualify those people as customers and then instead of showing them every little piece of the application and letting them find that out and maybe it works well, and maybe it doesn't depending on exactly how they're thinking about it, you can guide them through that journey to make it successful. And so that's something that's really stuck out to me is like product versus sales like growth and how do we set Speak Up uh, to do that's the best and there's um, pros and cons to each um, way that you go. I'm gonna detail this in, uh, some other uh, videos that I do because I think this is super important and a big decision to make as a, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of us, I dream of product led growth, but it's not always an anomaly that companies are making that happen compared to the norm. So super, super interesting that came out. So that was takeaway one product versus sales led growth. Number two uh, was this idea of like is basically the question, is this a problem today? Is this a today problem? And so when you are constantly shuffling so many priorities as a business owner, as a startup. Um, There's many things that you should be solving, could be solving, uh, would love to solve. But what you have to ask yourself is, is this a today problem? And one of the things that the guy painted this picture of, awesome sort of mentor, uh, sort of talked about the rhythm of being a venture-backed company and sort of pre-seed round to seed round to series A to series B and the sort of time period between that. And then within those periods, there are sort of milestones that you should be achieving. And Um, If you know that the milestone of, say, serious, say say it's product market fit with repeatable uh, uh, cost per acquisition and positive unit economics, that's a series A problem, but you're only in a pre-seed round. Maybe then you um, shouldn't have, maybe you should be other things that you should be tackling in today's. And obviously there's always optimizations towards that end state that you want to get to. But as you're prioritizing and talking about brutal prioritization. Um, it's very important to figure out what is the problem today that I should be tackling versus what is the problem tomorrow versus next week versus months for, versus years, and so that one really stuck out to me. And seems like a simple sort of question to ask yourself, but I think if you repeat that throughout your life, you can really start to hone in and prioritize on what matters most. Um, other feedback that God is sort of talking about this mentor madness, or not feedback, but and so takeaway three is this, that people who are in these can become, maybe it's a mentor, maybe it becomes a friend, but it could also be an investor, it could also be a prospective customer. And so um, qualifying, categorizing, understanding, empathizing, learning from and then guiding that relationship towards where is the ideal outcome for everyone involved is super important and it is a big part of anything in life. But uh, that was just something that stuck out to me where we had a great sort of walk through a customer case study in this uh, inventor who often invested. I don't even look at this as a mentor mentee relationship in this current state. I'm looking at it as a being a prospective customer. I'd love to use this technology. And so that was a really powerful moment where we sort of realized that we were speaking to what could be. I know an ideal customer profile and then with that in mind we can start to pick apart the attributes of that person and replicate it moving forward so that was um another one uh number four a lot of different perspectives on fundraising uh so this one really spoke out to me because stuck out to me because um tech stars very sort of venture heavy um sort of focus hey get your little check in here um, through Techstars. And then uh scale up and raise around while you're in the program or immediately after and so generally you are setting yourself on the path of a venture-backed company and generally if you're taking investment from tech stars that's what you're doing and i've had a lot of skepticism in my career about um, that this journey of bootstrapping versus uh, venture capital and so i like to ask people especially considering the market conditions today what would you what would you think is the best route? The other thing I would ask is hey, based on the traject- trajectories that you've seen from your friends in life, you know, where it's panned out from a, you know, say uh, maybe a bootstrapping business or a lifestyle business versus uh, a venture capital business, which in many cases can end up in failure. Where do you see people on the success and then the happiness scale uh, of life? And so those two questions were, you know, really um, informative and, uh, the answers were super wide ranging, and some people said, "Hey, you got to fundraise in this. This is the time to do it right now," and then other people said, "Now, if you know, if you just want to be a 15-person company and have a good business, then that's perfectly fine too." And so um, that was a big. Uh, I don't think I answered, ended up on any sort of solution or final resolution on where my mind lies, but I thought that was a super fascinating. Couple questions to ask and then answers to get. So, um, people think differently about fundraising and the lifestyle that they want to live and the business they want to be part of. There was two sort of, uh, there was one perspective I heard from a a company that raised a ton of money and a really interesting perspective. They've been, you know, successful in previous roles and they said, we wanted to raise a lot of money because we wanted to burn through our thesis we wanted to burn through and validate and the biggest resource that we have in this world is time and i would rather burn through all this money and watch this thing blow up um so that we don't waste time and uh, i thought that was a super interesting he actually uh, articulated it better than me but that was sort of the general um theory and theme around it. and I, I i have to say i agree i've enjoyed this journey of bootstrapping and making these decisions but Um, It limits you in the talent that you can hire. It limits you in um, the products you can execute on, the segments that you can tackle, the growth strategies that you can have. And so um, although I've been skeptical of some of the um, path of venture capital, I can definitely see the limitations that are ideal to not have to face so that you can be, successful and validate those things and then you know make the most uh, of your time that you have in this world so uh definitely something that stuck out to me and I'm, i think just to add on to that uh, sort of this was a seventh sort of a separate but a, also a connected takeaway is that um it's like clarity on what you want to achieve personally and professionally is required. so there's been um, sort of conflict between even vatsal and i um uh, as CTO and CEO, not between us, but I think between our visions of what we want, of like wanting to be both a billion dollar company and only having to manage 20 people. That's quite a conflict because that generally is not how it's going to work. You're not going to hit that billion with 20 people There's anomaly stories like Instagram and stuff where that's happened. But that's, again, that's uh, not the normal route that is possible here. And so the question is, if you want to tackle that goal, you might have to end up being hundreds, thousands, of people uh, of a company that you run. And that's a lot different life than uh, 15, 20 people in a good business. And so I think some of the questions, while though a lot of them were tactical and around business and fundraising, um, were questions around clarity personally and professionally. And I think that's a really important thing. And I'm glad people were talking about this and asking uh, these questions. So I've got uh, two more and then we'll wrap this baby up. I think both of these are important, uh, which is one is like one of the most common feedbacks that we get it's been for years, I'm guessing a lot of startups get and it just makes so much sense. But it's such a hard thing to do is just narrow your focus. And one of the guys says, hey, give me what you do. I said, hey, we help research firm and He said, no, research firms is a whole group of people. I want the individual role I want the individual job title. Who do you help? What kind of data is it that you actually scrape and analyze and what are the actual results that they are looking to get from that and i was like i don't have that answer for you and it's because we haven't made the deliberate intention to focus down we've left this system system that we're building at speak ai sort of a horizontal agnostic you know plug and play playground almost like an evernote notion where anyone can wander in and hopefully create some value in it but you realize during that process especially when you're doing insight extraction that um it's hard to do that successfully and generally where value is created especially with sort of machine learning is that there's a recommendation or prediction made at the end of it and until we can narrow in on those data sets and then the actual outcome that they're looking through instead of just throwing random insights we're going to struggle to really uh, find this product market fit and then hit on the gas and accelerate so that's definitely something that um was very clear and I think a worthwhile recommendation and a worthwhile recommendation for anything, uh, in life, because, um, you know, I have this, uh, basically this chart where I have my public goals put out and it's, you know, it's, here's what I want to achieve. And it's by this timeline. And some of those goals are conflicting. And then I have a prioritization layer and I'm saying this goal is actually more important to me than this. And really quickly it helps me then, um, you know, make those changes, but it's a super difficult thing to do and it's really hard to do that and, in that regards you know i think some of us just want it all right now where you see people who say okay well i know when i want to do this in the x but i'm going to focus on this for the next five years so that in this in the eighth year of of this journey i can execute and actually achieve this and so there might need to be some short-term focus or sacrifices that are made um to achieve what you truly want to achieve and in order to do that you do have to focus and then last one is what you're doing is it compounding and this actually came to me from a mix of mentor madness and in the most recent all-in podcast uh david friedberg talked about this really eloquently about having equity in a company and you know i'm lucky to have equity in a company That I'm building here at speak ai that now has some credibility and investment from tech stars and has built up over the years but i'm asking you know is this compounding enough um and um you know thinking about the journey of speak ai and sort of self-funding this and then having COVID and then likely recession coming here and then public markets that were impacted that then impacted some of the customers that we did so it's just up and down and up and down and you have this sort of delayed gratification that you're hoping to achieve where maybe at some point you uh, are either printing so much profit in the business that you can you know, pay back all the money that you would have missed if you had gone and worked as an employee at a good company um, or you sell the business at a multiple that makes it worthwhile, um, and that's a thing you really have to play out and ask yourself. Because definitely have made short, short, you know, short-term sacrifices. Haven't always gotten garnered the salary that I want, or you know, accomplished. And it's it's really um, also painted my picture as like a, uh, you know, one of the things that I also thought was like. One of the feedback that we got was like, is that it was almost too soft, too nice to deal with. And I also have this mindset that, you know, basically there's one contract that we only made 10,000 bucks from. They said this should have been $100,000. And so there's a mind, mindset gap there too. And so what I'm asking myself is, am I on the right journey where the effort that I'm putting in is compounding over time and that return in the end um, and However you define that return is worthwhile. and I think that's something that all of us need to be asking ourselves um, as we do what we do, because you can end up at cap. You can end up cap depending on how you lay out and play out your life. And most people don't want to be that. Um, most people want to be able to uh, if they're doing amazing, or they've done the hard work to um, maybe some years they underearn, but then other years they overearn. Whatever that is, I think that's unambitious vision and a goal that a lot of us want to be realized and we want to make sure if we're making an investment into something it's compounding in the right way so those are uh, some of my takeaways i'm sure there's many more that i could go on but i'll end it here from TechStars accelerator mentor madness this is my reflection on it i hope you enjoyed it hope it was insightful um you know if you're a tech person send me a message if you're just interested in it would love to chat more about this i think it's super valuable super interesting overwhelming su- surprising scary uh exhausting fun uh, but I'm, I did it, we're through, speaking of, I did it, we made it through the Techstars one, thanks to VATSO for sticking through, thanks to all the mentors, thanks for Techstars, and specifically Techstars Toronto for setting this all up and making this a wild ride uh, of three weeks and meeting a lot of great people along the way. So if you like this, comment, subscribe, all those good things. Thank you very much for checking this out. Hope you have a wonderful rest of day. Bye-bye.